0: Name, Reka, Captain's. Age, thirty-nine. Lives in Rimbo, Sweden. Family, a husband and a bonus daughter. Favorite coloring book, Ivy and the Inky Butterfly. Favorite pencils, Polychromos. Mm.
1: Welcome to a new episode of Passionista Colorista, a podcast about coloring book for adults. And today's guest is Reka Kapteens, or maybe you know her as Reka...
0: Reka Color.
1: Yes, Reka Color. And uh, this episode will be called Analog Relaxation, because uh, I think that uh, is describing coloring in coloring books so well and associate with you. Can you understand why?
0: Well, uh, my tagline on Instagram is that I share my passion for coloring books and art supplies and stationery. And I guess all of those things are very analog. And uh, yeah, there's a sort of tactile pleasure in uh, handling pencils and books that is just so very satisfying in, in this very digitalized world.
1: But for the listeners who don't know you so well, who are you? Tell us a little bit more about who you are.
0: Uh, Well, I'm, uh, like I said, I'm 39 years old and I live in the Swedish countryside uh, with my husband and his daughter, who is eight years old. And uh, I took up coloring uh, in, let me see, two and a half years ago. And from day one, it has become really my my number one passion. Uh, My other hobby is photography, and that is a hobby that I share with my husband. We love to travel and to make trips into the countryside and into beautiful natural scenes and take photographs. And that has sort of become from my number one hobby to my number two hobby, because coloring has sort of taken over my big passion in life. But how did it start? Well, that's a funny story. And it's a story about being open-minded and about humility. Because when all this coloring rage started and the books were popping up in the bookstores and you would see Johanna Busford's book everywhere, I really didn't like coloring. I thought it was a ridiculous idea and I almost thought it was Immoral in a way like why would anyone want to take somebody else's picture and color it because it's not your art? It's you know, if you can't draw your own art, you shouldn't be coloring somebody else's and it just I was almost provoked by the whole concept and My sister had no idea that I was feeling this way and so for my birthday She sent me Johanna Westford's book Secret Garden and some pens to color And I opened the the package and I, I laughed so hard And I thought this must be the worst present ever But then I thought, you know, just to be kind to my sister Who had thought and, you know, given me a gift I'm going to give this a chance And so I sat down to the kitchen table with this book And from the very, very first little leaf that I colored I was totally stuck It was so relaxing, it was so much fun I loved just seeing the page being completed with colors, so it all just snowballed from there, and I just love, I mean, I love that it started that way, because it was a very good lesson that you shouldn't dismiss something until you tried it.
1: But what was it about it that um, you loved so much?
0: I guess, when I was younger, I did a lot of drawing and painting, and I loved it very much. And then when I sort of grew up and moved away from home and life got in the way, it just I just forget about it. And I didn't do any art for many, many years. And so I think all of this creativity that I was doing when I was young, it was sort of hiding somewhere inside of me. And when I started coloring, it all just came out again. And I think that is one explanation to why I love coloring so much. It's just a perfect outlet for the creativity that I have.
1: How has your uh, coloring changed during the way since then?
0: Well, like a lot of people, I started out with fine liners and just very simply no shading, no blending, no nothing. And it was very satisfying. And then I found a Pinterest and Pinterest boards, and I was blown away by the things that I saw there. I, it was just amazing that you could do all that, you know, color selection and blending and shading and everything. So I, I try to learn all that, and I'm still learning. And I'm just, I mean, I see some some people have a very good concept about how light is falling on on sort of the things that are on the page and so they do the shading. I mean, my coloring is pretty random even if I do some shading and blending. So yeah, I'm, I'm constantly developing to the next stage. How
1: important is the result for you?
0: It's important. Uh, sometimes I feel it can be too important. Uh, sometimes I, I think too much about, oh my gosh, what are my followers going to think about this? They're going to think that I am not talented enough or that I'm developing backwards because this is not much nicer than my previous page. So I tend to get lost in chasing a very nice result and not enjoying the process. But I try to think about it and to stop myself when I get carried away and start to worry about delivering the next awesome page to Instagram
1: what are you doing then to to not follow that uh, feeling
0: i just try to focus on uh, <clears throat> on what i do at the moment like this leaf and the tactile pleasure of putting the pencil to the paper and feeling that you know soft scratchy feeling and listening to the sound and just get lost in in that flow and that usually helps
1: do you color every day yes when do you color
0: i always try to get my chores done uh, before i can sit down to color i do not prefer to sit down for 10 minutes between two things so I always try to get everything done in the house in the garden at work and so after everything is finished in the evening before bedtime that's when I sit down and also in the weekend I I try to be finished with everything and you know I spend time with my family and then when everybody's doing something else that's that's what my time to color because I love to get into this flow and I want to feel that I have Sort of unlimited time until it's bedtime or until it's, you know, uh, so that I don't have to watch the clock. That you know, in ten minutes I have to stop what I'm doing because I wouldn't feel very creative then.
1: Can you explain the feeling of flow? How that, how that's, how, how it feels.
0: When I don't have a flow, it often manifests in that I start watching Instagram. I start hanging on social media. I look out the window so I don't get things done. But when I start to <clears throat> to color and I don't stop and suddenly half the page is finished, that's that's the flow that I don't feel an urge to be distracted from it. And that feels so great.
1: Where do you sit in color? Uh,
0: usually I sit at my desk, which is by the window, so it's very nice to always see the weather and to sort of see outside in the yard. I have a whole room to myself that is sort of my drawing room or my own living room, so to speak, in the house. And sometimes I transfer to the couch and watch some TV while I color. So I have a very, very nice space. And during these very dark winter months in Sweden, I have also sat by the kitchen table because our kitchen is very sunny. That has sort of afternoon sun, Uh, And that's very nice to sit there while the dishwasher is humming away and yeah, it's a very pleasant spot as well.
1: Something that uh, we all always want to talk about is organization of uh, coloring stuff. How are you uh, organizing your stuff?
0: Oh, I have gone from everything to everything. I started with a Having my pencils in tins that they came in, then I moved to transparent glass jars. Um, but if you have a lot of big sets of pencils, you cannot have twenty jars that are standing on your windowsill because, you know, it it just becomes a jungle. So I have actually ordered <clears throat> off of Wish. I'm a bit ashamed to say um, these large pencil cases that hold 120 pencils each, and I have three of those, and they contain most of my pencils, and some I still have in their tins, that have sort of good tins, because I also cannot have 14 of these big cases to to hold everything. So some tins, pencils that I don't use very much. And my sets that I use a lot, they come in these cases because that's very, very uh, sort of efficient uh, way to store them because they are actually sort of the most, uh, how should I put it, space-efficient uh, storage solution that I have come across because they take up the least possible amount of space on the desk when I sit and color.
1: But when you color, do you have all these uh, things around you or are you picking out one set one day or how do you do?
0: I usually color one page with just one set of colors and that is sort of the set or the pencil case that I have out on the desk and then I have my pencil sharpener which is a big chunky thing that usually also always sits on the desk so I can uh, I can reach it easily but the rest of the books and the rest of the pencils are usually tucked away. I like to have a very neat space around me because that's when I feel creative. If I if if, if there's a lot of clutter on the desk, then I just don't I never get into the flow and I don't even want to start coloring them.
1: I've seen some lovely pictures when uh, when you are going to color and uh, have put everything around you and have a cu- cup of coffee in front of you or maybe tea.
0: Oh yes. All those cold cups of coffee and tea that are forgotten what I colour. <laughs> but they but they are very good in photos, so yeah.
1: Do you have a lot of work in progress or are you coloring one picture in the
0: time at a time? Oh my god, I must have at least fifty work in progress pictures. I have even stopped counting them. Um They happen for so many reasons. Maybe I just lose interest or I lose inspiration or something else comes up that I I much rather color. So I I stop being stressed out over it because I also try to always think that this is something I do for my own well-being. So I don't want to feel the stress that, oh, I have to finish this page or I have to finish this book. It should just be enjoyable. It should be a pleasure. So I really always just stick to what I feel like at the moment. And that results in a lot of unfinished pages.
1: Do you ever come back to a an old, a old whip?
0: Oh, yes, I really do. Uh, I have a Snow Queen from a Dover Publications book that I have been coloring for 18 months, and I sort of do a little trimming on her dress or a little cloud or something, and then I... Put the book away for a few months and yeah so i have a lot of pictures that i do come back to and especially those pictures that are almost finished i love finishing them because i mean if i don't feel inspired then i have an almost finished page that i can finish with very little effort and then i have the satisfaction that oh my god i have this fancy page that is all finished and i didn't have to put a lot of work in tonight to to get it done so yeah
1: I talked to you earlier in my Swedish podcast and then you told us such a good uh, tips about how to take a photo when your picture is done. Can you tell us again? Uh, Sure.
0: Like I said earlier, my other hobby is photography. So it's always very important to me that my pictures look nice. Uh, I try to upload Faithful reproductions of the pages to Instagram as well. And I think most people know that the most important thing is to try to take your photos in daylight. I sometimes take my finished pages to work. If, if I'm not home during the daytime hours, then I just take a picture at my lunch hour at work so I can catch that daylight. Um, but also I try to, get the light as even as possible, because even if I have the book at a window, then the bottom of the page will often be much darker than the top of the page because the light falls sort of from the window, and then it falls off to the middle of the room. So I try to reflect the light, and when I do that, I just pop a piece of white paper Uh, near the bottom of the page that is closest to me and furthest from the window so that light will reflect and that will give a very even light. And I think reflecting the light is even more important when you take a picture in artificial light at night because you have to disperse the light of your lamp as much as possible to get a very even light and that will also help uh, with the colors Uh, If you disperse your light and reflect it and bounce it off uh, white surfaces, then your light will not be as yellow uh, from your lamps than it would otherwise be. And what I also do with my photography is that I run them through a photo editing app. I use one that is called Pixay Pro, but Adobe has um, Lightroom and they have Photoshop for mobile. And I just run them through and just change the white balance and the color balance so that they will match the actual page. So people can see what colors I have used.
1: I know that you have tried different brands of uh, pencils. Uh, Can you tell us about the difference between them and what you think about them?
0: Oh, yes, the... I never realized before I started coloring how how big a difference there could be between two pencils. And I think most people sort of know the difference between Polychromos and Prismacolors. I'm not a fan of Prismas. I think they're too soft, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm more of a fan of harder pencils, like the Polychromos I really love, uh, the Derwent Pro colors are also my favorites because They layer so nice and they blend so effortlessly. And I'm a big fan of when I choose a brand of pencil, what color selection they have. And some brands have a different selection that are not to my taste. And then some have a selection that are more to my taste. And that is also. Entirely a question of personal taste. I mean, the natural colors of Pro Colors, I love those, and some people hate them. Yes, I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> so that is very personal, what appeals to you personally and what doesn't. But I, a big issue for me is sort of what colors they have in their sets. What are your favorite colors? My favorite colors, I guess, are sort of muted, neutral colors. I don't use them a lot in my coloring books, and I should get much better at that. But sort of muted teals, grays, and faded, sort of dusty pinks are my favorite colors. And I must admit, although I don't like Prismas, they are really good at the sort of neutral tones. They have the slate gray that is awesome. They have the muted turquoise, uh, the putty beige... Um, Jade green. So they have a lot of beautiful, sort of muted grayish colors that I love. And polychromos are not very good at that. They have bright colors that really pop.
1: I have seen uh, you color gold very, very good. And I think that it's hard. I have uh, looked at tutorials and I have uh, written up what pencils. People are using, but still, I can't get it really good. What are the secrets? How, how do I color gold?
0: How to color gold is... I, th- I also find it very difficult, and there are people who do it much better than myself. I think the key is to not be afraid of the dark bits to get your reflections. Um, if I just look at my gold rings... My black shirt is reflecting and that part is almost black. And then comes a dark grey color where my sort of face and hair are reflecting and only small bits of it are very light and shiny. Uh, I saw a tutorial on YouTube. Um, of a golden beetle, I know that many, yes, I've seen that too, yeah, many people know that it's from art at Fodil's YouTube channel, and I mean half of that bug is seriously it's black and dark brown, and if you look at it, you still see that it's it's shiny, it's golden it's it's reflective, you cannot mistake it for anything other than gold, so I think the secret is to have everything from the darkest brown or black to White in in the gold, and then what kind of sort of where the shadow is and where the highlight is? I have absolutely no idea usually, um, you have to study how how the light will fall on that surface. I just sort of randomly, put in the shadows where I think they belong and sometimes I get it right and sometimes I get it terribly wrong and so it's trial and error um, studying that sort of surface, how the light will fall a lot of research looking at reference pictures so yeah it's a lot of work you do that, you do a lot of research before you color no I don't (laughs) (laughs) I should, and I don't. That is sort of... I don't... I don't practice what I preach. Uh, but I see people that really succeed. Um, that's what they do. And that's, that's sort of what I should be doing to sort of develop to the next level.
1: How do you choose colors when you
0: go to color? I usually have some sort of concept of what the finished page should look like. Should it be greenish or should it be natural? Should it be vintage? And I try to choose my colors according to that, but it's more like a general sort of impression rather than picking out each and every color beforehand. I, I sort of have the concept in my head and I sort of choose colors as I go thinking of the concept. So if I if I have a vintage-inspired page, like my latest page from Ivy and Inky Butterfly, I will choose not sort of the bright and primary colors. I will try to choose from sort of the second and third tray, if you have the set in front of you. Sort of the neutral colors, the browns, the greens, the grays. What is it about Ivy that you like so much? I don't know. I don't know. That book completely has me... <laughs> It's just so... It's perfect. I love the little trinkets. For me, it's very important that you have a good balance between super detailed and not detailed at all. Uh, For example, for me, Lost Ocean has too much detail. I don't know what to do with that. And when there's a lot of empty space, I don't know what to do with it either. Um, But this book has sort of the perfect... It's not too tiny and it's not too empty it's just perfect and I love little trinkets I love the variation that there are objects there are flowers there are sort of scenes and natural scenes so there's all sorts of things you never get bored with it I love it so much I can feel that from your
1: pictures and I feel like you are coloring in coloring it with such
0: love and quite slow Yes, yes, I really take my time. The pages never get boring. Usually, and I think many people can relate to this, that when you have your concept in your head and you have colored a bit of a page, you, you're sort of tired of it and you want to see the finished piece and it becomes tedious to finish the last part. And I never feel that with Ivy. I, I just love, love it from the first line to the last. It, it doesn't get boring because it's so, so much variation. It's so exciting. Every page and every sort of detail is yeah, is exciting and captivating. Are you coloring it from the beginning to the end or do you color pictures wherever they are in the book? So far, I'm coloring from the beginning to the end. I haven't found any pages that I sort of find very boring. I wasn't very fond of the strawberry cake page that is in the beginning, but it was very fast, so I, I didn't skip that. So so far I'm going in in the order that the pages are. We'll see what happens. But this is a
1: quite this is quite a new book. What was um, which one was your favorite before that?
0: My other favorite is uh, sagor och sägner. Uh, by Emily Lidhalle It's a Swedish book, and it's also very sweet. It has very sweet motives, and it's also also this balance between detail and space for shading and backgrounds that I, I find very satisfying.
1: I've, uh, I've heard that you have quite a large coloring book
0: collection. Is that true? It depends, it's all relative, but I have a hundred books. And uh, what
1: books do you have? What kind of coloring books? Oh my gosh,
0: Um, quite a lot of books are from when I started coloring, and I didn't sort of have developed a taste in coloring books, so there are a lot of random things that I don't usually... Use anymore but of course there are Dear memories from, from the time When coloring was all new and fresh and So I'm keeping those I have all the books from Johanna Basford, I have all the books from Hannah Carlson um, And I also I like to collect Sort of more unusual books I have a couple of Korean books I have a couple of Dutch books They're very nice so Yeah I have a Good variation in my collection. Where are you storing those books? I have a small bookcase in my room that is very full. I couldn't get another book in there if I tried. So for my birthday, that is in the summer, I have wished for a bigger bookcase with nice glass doors to store all my books. And then I perhaps can start collecting again. Because right now I, uh, I'm i not buying any new books.
1: Are the books standing there all the time, or are you flipping them through sometimes?
0: Oh, I take them out a lot uh, before starting a new page. I go through maybe 15 or 20 books before I select the next page that I want to do and see if I feel like a mandala or if I feel like some flowers or maybe some houses. So yeah, I do go through my books a lot.
1: I almost always choose colorings that that I can join a color along with because I love color alongs. But how do you choose your pictures?
0: Yeah, I see that you love color alongs. I saw your uh, live story the other day where you were uh, sort of um, listing all the color alongs that you were going to join this month and I became quite stressed, I must say. <laughs> I never joined color alongs, and that is, I'm almost a bit of- uh, ashamed of that, because people seem to have so much fun doing those, but I, I'm i so slow in finishing pages, and I jump from one page to the next, and sort of the thought of a deadline, I don't know, I don't think it's for me. I, I think I joined one once, and that page is still not finished, so yeah, <laughs> let's leave it at that. Um, now of course
1: it should it should be fun, otherwise yeah. it's no no idea.
0: exactly. Um, so I'm not sure how I choose pages. I just I mean if I have been coloring Johanna Basford for a while, I'm pretty fed up with flowers and leaves, so maybe then I'm looking to color a house or sort of a town scene or some trinkets. So and I also. I also have an emotional bond to my books, and this might sound a little crazy, I don't know. You have the crazy cat lady, maybe I'm the crazy coloring book lady, but I sort of feel like, oh no, that book has been standing neglected for months, and maybe it's feeling sad, I should color something in it. So so, yeah, sometimes that is the deciding factor, that I don't want my books to feel lonely and neglected. I can
1: relate to that. <laughs> I'm a crazy coloring book lady too.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good to hear.
1: When you are coloring, are you coloring in silence, or do you, or, or are you listening to music or anything?
0: Usually, I don't like coloring in silence. Um, I like to have something on in the background. I love nature documentaries because you don't have to. Um, watch them constantly because you're not missing any of the action. It's more like pretty pictures on the screen so I love I love watching those. Um, sometimes I watch a series that is also not so complicated that I can sort of listen to. And uh, yeah, so usually something on, on Netflix or I also love watching BBC shows like the Antiques Road show and things like that so something that is entertaining not too serious not too sort of dramatic something that helps me also helps me calm down and relax
1: where do you find inspiration
0: i find a lot of inspiration in other people's colorings especially when it comes to color selections uh, so choosing more natural tones and not just the bright colors all the time—that is something that I uh, I like to do as improvement. But then I also find inspiration in the page itself that is in front of me. Uh, I try to imagine what would look best for this page. Would it be a vintage tone? Would be some pop popping neon colors? so the theme of the page is is often what defines what what I will be uh, what it will look like when I'm finished.
1: You are uh, using very well sharpened
0: pencils I've seen. why? Yes I, I love my sharpened pencils and <clears throat> part of it I'm sure is my sort of love for neatness. I mean a sharp pencil is much neater than... And not sharp pencils. So, but I also heard someone say that um, you should always have very sharp pencils because the tip of the pencil will then get into the tooth of the paper and release much more pigment. Whereas if you have a blunt pencil, the pencil will just glide on top of the tooth of the paper and not give us give off as much pigment. And it is so true. Uh, when I realized that, it sort of yeah, my coloring became much better and my pencils also became much better. So I think I'm getting the most out of my pencils when they're super, super sharp. And I do sharpen them often. And I'm not afraid to sort of waste my pencils in the sharpener because I've had my polychromas for more than two years, two and a half almost. And I have replaced maybe five of them that have become too short. So keeping my pencil super sharp is not a waste of money.
1: But when the pencil is so sharpened, you can't press hard, and uh, I guess you don't do that.
0: I usually don't use hard pressure. I mean, for burnishing your finished layers, it's usually enough to use a medium pressure, so you never have to press super hard. And when I do backgrounds, I almost don't touch the paper at all it's just grazing very very softly to build up the layers but even even in small spaces where i start with my darkest or, or strongest color i mean usually with good pencils it's enough to to use medium pressure you don't have to press very hard
1: do you blend do you use blender pencils
0: Yes, I overuse my Caran d'Ache blending stick. I use it almost all the time. I should refrain from using it on every single page, but I love that it sort of protects the colors because it sort of gives a waxy coat on top, so the pencil will never smudge or fade or anything. So yeah, I blend a lot.
1: What does the coloring <coughs> community mean to you?
0: So, so much. I mean, I have been member of, of internet communities since 1997. And I have never come across a community that is so supportive. You don't see flame wars. You don't see uh, hostile attitudes or anything. It's so much support and so much love. So, yeah, it's it's really amazing. How
1: much time do you spend on social media and coloring, talk, and watching?
0: Well, too much and not enough. I spend a lot of time browsing and admiring people's work. And maybe not enough time giving feedback to all the wonderful people that give me a lot of feedback. So, yeah, I'm trying to to find a good balance there.
1: You are approaching... Five thousand followers on Instagram? You're nearly nearly there? Yes, I'm nearly there.
0: <laughs> how, how does that feel? It makes me feel like I want some cake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean a couple of hundred followers ago I had the idea because I see people thanking when they reach a thousand or ten thousand followers that they thank they post a thank you image and sort of <sighs> and I I came up with the idea that when I reach 5,000, I want to order a cake that says 5,000, thank you. And the cake is going to have some sort of... I'm going to take a picture of a a coloring page that I made and I'm going to order it because, you know, they can print photos on cakes nowadays. So I was thinking that a coloring page and then they will write 5,000, thank you on the cake and then I will post it on Instagram. So wow. that will be my 5,000 thank you photo, and I'm sort of I'm not very bothered how many followers I have. I mean, I have never sort of kept track, but now I'm keeping close track because I want this cake so much. <laughs> so that is that is my main motivation to reach 5,000 followers. I want to have cake.
1: One of the picture you posted last year got a lot of attention. Uh, I think it could have been um, Picture of the Year At least for the one I was watching Uh, Do you know which
0: photo I mean? I'm guessing you're referring to the photo Where my husband is coloring Yes (laughs) Tell us about that Oh, that was so, so magical I was so surprised Uh, I have been trying to get my husband to color for a long time and sometimes he says that oh yeah give me some picture of some cool dragon or something manly then i can give it a try and then then it sort of doesn't happen and we were on our honeymoon in in greece in october and i of course i brought coloring things i don't know it's a normal thing to do on your honeymoon but you know And, and so one evening he said out of the blue that, you know, can I, can I, um, can I color a fish on that page that you're doing? And I knew that if I take a picture of my hunky husband coloring, it's going to be so popular with all the ladies. Uh, um. Of course, he he sat down on the bed and started and I was like, I have to, I have to put this on Instagram because this is going to be so cool. And yeah, it was. And I also have a picture of him from the next morning when I showed him that he had gotten thousands of likes and I posted on Facebook in a group as well. And everybody just went crazy and, and everybody loved him so much and we had breakfast and I was showing him and I have this so funny picture of him looking on, reading the comments on his phone and he has this little smile on his face that he's trying to hide how how pleased he is. <laughs> but yeah, you can see that he's really touched and he's really pleased that he got so much love from the coloring community as well.
1: Has he colored ever anything after this?
0: No, no, not before and not since. So that was maybe the one thing that he will ever have color. That's little fish in, in Lost Ocean. You have
1: to send me these pictures we talked about so I can post it on, uh, on the Passionista Colorista Facebook page uh, under the <laughs> connected to this episode. Yeah, yeah. Well. And I, I guess we, you can see them. Uh, we can see them uh, on your Insta account, too. Yes. Yes. We talked about Instagram and and uh, and the friends, coloring friends. There. Do you have coloring friends in real life?
0: Yes, I do. I do, and I never thought I would ever meet someone in real life who shares my hobby. And then in September last year, uh, we went to this coloring meetup, and you were also there. Really. And that was the first time that I actually met anyone um, who also enjoyed coloring. And I made so many friends and I was... (sighs) I usually don't make friends very easily. And so I was really shocked and touched that after this meetup, my Facebook was filled with friend requests and... We met after the meet and and we have been colouring in this little um, town that I live. We also have colouring meetups there. And yeah, it's amazing. I'm so, so happy.
1: Because I think that is uh, the best part about colouring. It's creative and it's relaxing, but also so social.
0: Yes, yes. It was an unexpected bonus that I would find Uh, new friends, and we can discuss anything. I mean, during these meetups uh, that we have locally here, we're between, I don't know, eight and 12 people usually, and we don't talk about coloring most of the time. I mean, we share our problems, we share our joys, we talk about our kids, our sort of, yeah, everything. And it's just so great, and, and it's a very open and friendly atmosphere. You have colored
1: quite a lot, and I think you, your colorings are amazing. Uh, what are your best tools? What can't you live without?
0: To list my tools that aren't pencils, well, my sharpener, for one, is has to be the most important one. Uh, I use a manual desktop hand crank sharpener. It's called a Super Superpoint. Uh, so that would be my favorite one. It has one drawback though, that I have to carry it with me wherever I go because using a, it gives the pencil a very long profile. So to change the shape of the pencil with a different sharpener, that would be, that would be wasting a lot of pencils. So I have to stick to this profile and this very long point. So that means that I, wherever I go, I have to take this big lump of, Metal and plastic sharpener with me uh, But it's worth it And then I also love my My blender The Caran d'Ache uh, Full blender stick That I use a lot um, I have a white Posca For highlights and these little White dots uh, But like many Other people I haven't I still haven't found the perfect white gel pen, so I'm still looking For that one For now, I think the Posca is the best that I have tried, but it's also not perfect. Um, And then I suppose my phone for taking pictures of my colorings. What are you going to color today? Uh, I'm going to finish a page from Sago that I started to give my new Crayola pencils uh, a test drive. And I have uh, three flowers and some leaves to finish, and hopefully that page will be finished tonight.
1: I'm so happy that you joined my podcast. I'm very honored that you had me. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you all for listening, and uh, goodbye.